It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Counseling on Demand. Here's your own private therapist. Anywhere, anytime. Fred Riley. What is up? How are you doing? Today, Counseling on Demand, right? Uh, Thank you. I am Fred Riley. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Today's podcast is actually part one of two, and we're going to be talking about grief. And uh, grief, uh, as we'll talk about today, it's it's, uh, more prevalent and uh, occurs in places that uh, maybe you wouldn't necessarily uh, think of, uh, yet uh, your mental your response in terms of depression and grieving, uh, they they exist, and we're not seeing those things as grief. We're 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 wondering, you know, sometimes why we respond to things maybe so poorly or why we're so effective affected. But the reality is, as we'll talk about here, um, we're grieving a lot more often about so many more things than we we ever imagined. So there's a a guy, and uh, I tell you what, this guy has grief figured out. Um, his name is Alan Wolfelt. Alan Wolfelt is a guy that uh, he's a, a PhD out in Colorado. He has a grief center. Um, you know, I don't like the picture of that, right? What goes on in a grief center? That sounds pretty overwhelming. Anyways, uh, he has a book that I'm going to reference. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think he's close to like 30 books and uh, about different ways to handle grief as a parent, as a, a spouse, and so on and so forth. But uh, kind of the hallmark, the book that uh, I really and, – and by the way, when I recommend a book, uh, this is one of three books I recommend. Uh, there's 52,000 books out there, and uh, I have found three uh, that uh, I think match what people need to read and uh, generalize things pretty well so the audience is hit pretty good. Anyways, uh, so his book, the one that uh, I recommend, and it's on audio as well is uh oh i am i have lost my book i have it written down right understanding your grief i had it written down that's why i missed it okay understanding your grief by alan wolfelt and uh he does something that uh, is really important he he separates grief from mourning so we'll talk about that and then we'll talk about some areas of grief and uh, wrap up this episode and get into episode 2 for friday so grief is that exter- internal experience Okay, grief is uh, those private feelings that you have of loss, of anger, of hurt, and uh, grief is uh, like I said, it's, it's actually sacred, it's personal. I tell my clients that grief is one of the most perfect uh, things we do as humans. It's so uh, personal to us, and it uh, drives so specifically to our life experiences that uh, just like a snowflake or what have you, no two forms of grief are like it's very specific it follows a route i don't believe grief goes in stages as most literature and most therapists would talk about the uh, grief goes uh, pretty cattywampus it goes all over the place and then of course mourning and mourning is more of the group effort right it's the group it's the social 
uh, response, the community response to the loss of a leader or an uncle or a good friend. And uh, so grief is the individual part of loss, whereas mourning is kind of that more group, um, that culture, the um, bringing together of individuals of from very different areas of grief, and they identify with the loss of that person. So sometimes I think it's important to separate out what is grief and what is mourning. And uh, again, uh, probably more important than anything else, grief is very, like I said, it's sacred, it's perfect. And what I mean by that is your grief is going to be exactly what it needs to be. It's not for other people. As a matter of fact, one thing to keep in mind about grief before we go further is that people, they struggle with grief. They don't like us to grieve. They, uh, have you ever been around somebody and their grief, you don't know what to say, right? You feel like, you know, well, we usually say things that, uh, well, let me tell you this way. I, I work with a lot of people that have lost loved ones. And uh, when those that mourn with us, they try to make us feel better. Have you ever been in that situation? And they say things that are comforting. But when you're in that place of grief, right, now we're talking about the social mourning. And so often what happens is those that are mourning the loss of somebody, they actually try to say things to you that are comforting. But in fact, they're ultimately trying to comfort themselves, right? We're not comfortable with grief. We don't know what to do with grief. We don't know what to do with somebody that's experienced loss of something. And so we say things to help with our own grief process. And so that's something, and maybe a topic for another time, where we can talk about how the social pressures and so forth of grieving a certain way that matches what uh, society and so forth uh, feels would be most comfortable, most healthy for that person. So there's a little bit on grief, mourning, um, the separation between the two. This book, Understanding Your Grief by Alan Wolfelt, excellent book. There's actually a journal that comes along with it where he just kind of walks you through uh, some concepts and some ideas, some very good ideas actually, and uh, has you uh, just work through this workbook, uh, reflective on thoughts that you have. So there you have it on those two. We're going to come back. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, grief, how broad it is, where, it's, uh, where it impacts us, so we can get a better idea of what is influencing us more above and beyond just depression, anxiety, and so forth. All right. Welcome back to Counseling on Demand. We are talking about grief. We're just getting started. This is one of a two-part series here on grief. And really, uh, like I said with Alan Wolfelt, uh, he specializes in grief and grieving and, and working with families. And so this is a whole, um, Alan Wolfelt as, as well as many others, uh, grief is such a broad yet complex uh, area of mental health that uh, he's devoted and others are devoted to specifically working in this arena. So grief, when we think of grief, what do you think of? You think of the loss of, right, a, a friend, um, maybe father, so on and so forth. And uh, one of the things I've learned is that the, the this idea of grief is uh, it's broader. It's not just limited to what we have historically seen as loss, funerals, so on and so forth. As a matter of fact, if... if uh, if you've experienced divorce, for example, that is what I call the walking dead grief. When someone dies, 
right? Um, very complicated, very hurtful, but uh, there's a there's not necessarily an end. We don't necessarily get to know why all the time, but there is a place. There's a place where this person is, and that helps with the grief process in terms of, hey, ultimately, there's a place where this person is. Uh, grief, when you have experienced divorce, it is grief. It is loss. I see people every day that they're uh, they're wondering why divorce is so hard and what i told them what i tell them about is that they're grieving the loss of a relationship the the idea that maybe the relationship has failed now what's more complicated about relationship grief is like i said the walking dead uh the one that uh, you've lost uh they're still around maybe still annoying or maybe they uh have gotten to a better place maybe they're in a place that you wish they could have been when you were married and you have the walking dead brought together by children, finances, and so forth. And so that falls into this place of complicated grief. Complicated grief is where we have scenarios and situations and so forth that continue to feed in and and make that process kind of prolong. So if you are uh, struggling with feelings or like mood concerns, depression, anxiety, sleepless nights, it's not just feeling down because of the loss of a relationship in terms of, uh, you know, all the hard work and so forth, you're grieving the loss of an image. You're grieving the loss of something that you never imagined would happen. So that's going to be kind of a, uh, a template that we're going to see through all these other uh, forms of grief that I'm going to talk about. Grief comes when our template, like the template of marriage, it does not match up to our experience. Okay, we have an idea of what something's going to look like, and we grieve the difference, if that makes sense. So divorce, we talked about. Physical illness and mental illness, that can put us in a place of grief, right? Grieving the loss of how we thought our life would be, or how we thought the life would be um, in terms of, you know, being on a football team or what have you. As a matter of fact, so many professional athletes have this grief process following the loss, right? The loss of their careers. Matter of fact, this is what brings a lot of them back out of retirement. Grief of the loss of career. Are you considering going to another career? Do you know somebody that uh, post-career, they just didn't quite know what to do. They seemed kind of lost. We have an identity, right? And grief often is uh, related to our identity and the loss of that identity because after all, outside of our career, or outside of marriage or what have you, we're not very well defined. And we miss that place where we can feel and uh, that we feel that identity. Another place, animal, right? An animal or pet. I tell you what, uh, I don't know much of a difference between grieving the loss of a pet and grieving the loss of another loved one. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, interesting story. I was working in the ER and uh, I was asked to go and talk to a gentleman that was suicidal, of course, right? And uh, the uh, physicians were kind of confused. They didn't understand uh, what his concern was. Well, I talked to him, and uh, this is a guy that was grieving the loss of his parrot. This parrot had uh, some type of uh, uh, trauma, had some hip fractures, and this guy had spent two months uh, weaning this uh, parrot back to health, and it ultimately died. Now, it's a parrot, right? But there's something about that individual experience for him 
that put him in a place of grief. As a matter of fact, in the next episode, we'll talk about the different ways that we all respond to the loss, even to the loss of something like a parakeet. Empty nesting, right? That could be a scary place too. Grieving the loss of your role as a parent, right? As a father to your daughter, to your son, right? And also, right, empty nesting, grieving the loss of uh, that union between yourself and your spouse uh, as parents, hopefully, or vacationers, so on and so forth. And then, of course, now maybe a little bit of fear if we haven't been dating, you know, going into this new place. So those are some areas that we experience grief and symptoms of grief that uh, maybe uh, are a little bit harder to identify, but they're outside of just the the normal, uh, more typical loss of family and so forth, change in career, change in mental status, physical illness, divorce, right? We've got the walking dead. Those of you that have experienced the loss of relationship can identify with the walking dead. They just don't seem to go away and that can make it difficult as well. So we'll go on to the next episode on Friday where we talk a little bit more about grief and more specifically about the different ways that I have seen people respond to grief. This is an opportunity for you to take a look at your experience with grief and identify how the experience with grief is very sacred and personal to you and it's going to be certainly different than the experience of others. I am Fred Riley. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Counseling on Demand. You can find me online at gettingbacktolife.com. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode.